Jesus said to his disciples, If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have won over your brother. If he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, so that every fact may be established on the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell the church. If he refuses even to listen to the church, then treat him as you would a Gentile or a tax collector. Amen, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, amen, I say to you, Two of you agree on earth about anything for which they are to pray. It shall be granted to them by my, by my heavenly Father. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. The Gospel of the Lord. sure many times in your life you might have experienced the invitation to provide feedback. When you buy something or receive a service, many times companies ask us to give us feedback. You go and get a haircut, they send you an email, you go and make a customer service phone call and after going through 10-15 minutes of a machine, you get to a human person and then at the end of the call, you are invited to provide feedback. I don't know you, but most of the time, I don't do it. And actually, they say that one out of 26 people provide feedback. So if 26 people receive either a positive or negative experience in that service, only one provides feedback. That's why companies give so much free stuff for those who provide feedback. Today, after a morning mass, someone says, Father, you don't know how many things I won in my life because of providing feedback after any service. Anyway, companies want feedback to improve the service, and they don't want you to leave. They don't want you to stop consuming because you are displeased with the service. So if this is important in the business world, how much more it is important in the relationships we hold as Christians. And that's why today we read Matthew 18. It's called the Discourse on the Church. And this section of Matthew 18, Jesus invites us to provide feedback, but not on a service or not on a good that you receive, but in human relationships. For the Lord, it's very important to develop communities of faith, communities of love, where, as he says at the end of the gospel, you can experience his presence, where two or more are gathered in my name, there I am. But for this to happen, we need to learn to both give feedback, give constructive criticism, give fraternal correction, but also receive. It goes both ways. So this is the question we could ask, how to give and, and to receive constructive criticism. But before we answer that question, it's important to know that Jesus, in some way, 
entrust us to one another. Jesus doesn't see us as a self-sufficient, independent being. One, he knows that like other people can see more about yourself. In the first reading, the prophet Ezekiel speaks of the watchman. The watchman is someone in, in a higher place that gains a higher perspective and can prevent from a warning that is coming. So somehow, your brothers and sisters in faith, your spouse, your roommates, or members of the community, they are like watchmans for us. They see more than us, and they can tell us things that maybe we don't see. Second, Jesus is implying what we could call a deep commitment for the growth of one another. This call to fraternal correction is rooted or grounded in charity. It's grounded in a deep desire for your brother, your sister to grow. That should be the motivation as we're going to see. Okay, so how to provide and how to receive constructive criticism. This is one of the hard teachings of Christ, and I, I don't say I do it all the time. We tend to be silent. We tend to maybe avoid confrontation. So it's not an easy teaching of Jesus. So the first place, how to give constructive criticism. The gospel points out like three ways of doing it or three characteristics that a Christian should have when you provide feedback. The first one, it has to be private. It has to be personal. Jesus says, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. In some way, it has to be a face-to-face -face conversation. It cannot be like I see something from someone and I tell everyone else except that someone. Let's say I, have, I see Dan has to work on something in his life well, and I tell Javier, hey, do you know that Dan needs to work on this? No, Jesus says between you and him alone. Then he says, like, if he doesn't listen, go and bring a witness. So that's the first characteristic of constructive criticism. It has to be private. It has to be face to face. In some way, it's the antidote to gossip. That's why we, we are afraid of confrontation, and instead of facing the person, usually we vent or we complain around. Second, it has to be peaceful. Jesus says, go and tell him, go and tell her. He did not say, go and yell to him, go and scream to her. It has to be a peaceful and a loving thing that you, you do. And this is not so easy because Jesus says, if your brother sins against you. So basically, he's saying that maybe they did something to you. So you might be prone to retaliate and to get back to that person. That's why it has to be done in a peaceful way. This is a very important principle that applies to many other areas of life, but basically we should not act or write an email or say a word or give a correction when you are angry. Don't do it. Just by experience, I tell you it's not a good thing. Did you ever regret like pressing send after you wrote like an angry email? It never bears good fruit. You can try if you want, but uh, I just tell you by experience. 
So it has to be moved by, by a, a peaceful heart. It's like the soup. Like if, let's say you forget the soup in the stove and it's boiling. Well, you shouldn't drink it because it's going to boil your, your, burn your tongue. So when you are angry, you shouldn't correct others. You should wait. You should let the, the, the soup, the anger cool down, and then you will do the correction with more peace and with more love. Moreover, the motivation has to be not to let your anger go, but truly seek the growth and, and the good of the other person. We shouldn't correct just because this attitude bothers you or annoys you. The ultimate motivation should be true charity, true love. Finally, it has to be possible. Jesus says, if your brother listens and, and changes his or her conduct, you have won your brother. So you cannot correct people in areas they cannot change. It has to be in areas they, they can change. That's why this teaching is in some way um, connected with the teaching on patience and mercy. We shouldn't correct everyone about everything. There are some things we need to be patient. We need to be merciful with the other person. So the third characteristic is that it has to be possible. You could even provide a path of, a path of growth. Let's say your roommate is always late and makes all the household late to mass. And you say, hey, maybe you shouldn't check the email like 6.40 because that's when we're going to leave and you are delaying us. Why didn't you check the email 20 minutes before? Or whatever is the feedback you provide, you could even provide a possible path of growth. Okay, before you begin to write down whom you are going to correct and who you are going to provide um, negative feedback to or constructive criticism, let me give you two conditions that you should do first. The first one is, above all, be an expert in providing positive feedback. Above all, you should be an expert in providing encouragement, in pointing out what is good in others. Actually, there's a principle that says if you give one constructive criticism, provide five commendations. So surround one criticism by five commendations. In, in the morning mass, I changed in one mass. I said, provide one criticism and surround it by three, because I thought it was five was too much. And this marriage specialist comes and says, Father, I want to give you one correction right after the mass. <laughs> and she told me, it is five. So I just want to express that it's five. It's not one. It's not three. This being said, avoid what they call the sandwich. The sandwich is like this. You tell like some nice things, and then comes the magic, but, and that's what you truly want to say, and then you say three more nice things. It's more like a lifestyle, like be generous in commendation. And well, once in a while, you correct. Once in a while, you provide constructive criticism. So that's the first kind of condition before you make your list. The second condition is 
learn to receive feedback. Learn to receive constructive criticism. The gospel says, maybe the brother will not receive the correction. Maybe the brother is stubborn and, and stays in his action, in his sinful action. He doesn't take the correction well. So I think it's important to also learn to receive with humility, to receive with like love and peace when other people tell you things. And even more, give people permission to tell you things. Many times people are afraid of telling you things. So you can even tell them, hey, make, I just want to express that I let you correct me. I let you provide constructive criticism if you have. And then, well, bite the bullet. No? Like then let it come to you. Usually when people tell you things about you, you tend to become defensive. You tend to kind of shield up. And you tend to attack the person that is telling you something. And even more, you tend to justify and rationalize yourself. In our community, we have this principle that whenever you give a correction, you just say thank you. Let's say Father Aaron says, hey, Ignacio, like, you are always late. And inside of me, <clears throat> this desire to tell, like, that's not right, I say, no, thank you. And if I have anything to say, I will wait 24 hours. So you just say, thank you. Well, don't brew anger in those 24 hours, no? Like, <laughs> discern the kernel of truth that is in that correction. Many times people tell you feedback and they didn't hear the homily. So the, the, peace, the peaceful part, they don't have it. But just you can also discern the kernel of truth that your enemies give you. I have grown in feedback that was, I don't know, violent, but not peaceful. So even if it is not a peaceful feedback, it's a kernel of truth. So receive it with humility. So Jesus invites us to commit in, in the growth of one another, to be humble, to receive, um, and to give feedback to the life of others in the context of a Christian community, in the context of your family, of your roommates. You're not going to go to the streets and tell everyone, like, what you think or uh, negative feedback. This is very challenging, but it's very beautiful. Jesus says, if your brother listens to you, you have won your brother. If they listen to you, the relationship becomes more authentic, more real. It becomes closer. It does not grow cold or distant. And for that reason, the presence of Christ begins to be more evident in that community. When two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them.